It's the Awake Space Astrology Podcast, and I'm Lori Rivers with you here to help you with some inspiration to get those aspirations out into the world. And this is the week of the solstice, and I promised you we would all feel a little lighter and brighter after the solstice. Now, not just because the solstice is an important time of year, but because on the 22nd, the day after the solstice, Mercury re-enters Sagittarius and will have something to celebrate. So we're going to be talking about that this episode. Got a fun interview and you can watch the whole of it up on my Patreon. I've made it a free post and I had Tracy and Seth and Casey and Jennifer and Mackenzie and Kathy Sato whose name I remember and will never forget again. Um, I know Kathy's name, but my mind went blank while we were recording. So Kathy, with no last name, or Sister Luck from the Discord. Kathy is often in the background, you guys, other than in the Discord, but she plays an important role in my life, and she'll be coming up the ranks as an astrologer. She's been studying with me for quite a few years now and just life hasn't been there to do the astrology like as an astrologer but she'll be moving along her way and she'll also be writing articles in the magazine as well so she too is a pancake but anyway we had such a lovely talk did some reflection on this year called 2023 and talked a little bit about where we're going in the new year. And these are important things to talk about with Mercury retrograde right now. It's retrograde in Capricorn. I talked to you about that last week. You want to be revising. This is a time where things can be restored as well. Everybody always focuses on the negative. And I'm going to talk about that in the next segment. But why mindset is everything and why we need to focus on different kinds of interpretation and how pessimism is actually not realism. Pessimism is not realism. And that's very, very important to understand. And I think a lot of times people think keeping it real is, is, looking at things from, you know, being realistic. It'll never be better and you'll always suffer and you'll always struggle. And they somehow think that's okay. And yet that is merely a mindset and it's done by people who are afraid to be disappointed in life. Period. It's, it's a fear-based perspective. It takes a lot of guts in the face of no evidence to believe that things can and will be better. And that, my friends that's a power. It's a superpower. And that's what I'm hoping to instill in people. Having no evidence that things will turn out okay. And yet knowing, not believing, knowing they will. And it's a skill to cultivate, let me tell you. So uh, I just want to brag a little bit. Uh, the Pluto opposition to my son has officially become exact 
and it's going to be separating as of tomorrow, Tuesday, the 19th, which yay, I'll never have to have it exact again in my lifetime. Not going to lie, the last two weeks were something else, something else. You'll hear about some of that in the interview with people. Um, It was shocking. I tell you, shocking. You'll find out the details. So I hope you made your coffee and that you had all the creamer or cream you needed, or you've made your matcha or your smoothies. I saw your responses to the poll on bevies, Um, whatever you're drinking this morning, afternoon or evening. Well, I hope it is yummy and I hope it is soothing or awakening, whatever you need that bevy to do. If we're driving to work, yay. If you're on vacay and you're choosing to spend that precious time off with me, I am honored. If we're doing laundry or dishes, well, awesome. I'm glad I'm keeping you company. For those of you walking on the treadmill, good for you. Good for you. I'm glad to keep you company too. So without further ado, let's talk about the solstice and what's coming up with that and why we want to take a look at things from a pragmatic point of view and why that's important. Okay. Because so much astrological interpretation is, is so negative. And that is actually reinforcing oppressive narratives that that hold us back. And I'm all about the liberation. Aren't you? All right. Let's talk about it. All right. This week we've got the solstice coming up. And I think a lot of times people think when we say the equinox or the solstice or an eclipse or a full moon or a new moon is happening, that it happens right when you wake up in the morning or right before you go to bed. And here's the fact of the matter. They all have an exact timing. Remember, astrology and astronomy were one thing until the 18th century, the 1700s. In the 18th century, they separated astrology and astronomy. So much so that quote-unquote scientists refuse to acknowledge the fact that many of the great mathematicians and astronomers were also astrologers. They're like, well, leave that part out. But, you know, revising history doesn't make it true. Okay, so astronomy and astrology are intrinsically tied, intrinsically, because we use astronomy and astrology. We have to, because we're looking at the positions of the celestial bodies. So the solstice this year is happening at 7.45 p.m. Pacific. Okay, do your time zones. You can calculate that. Google will calculate them for you. Um... Now, in the Northern Hemisphere, that makes it the winter solstice, and that means it is going to be the longest night of the year. And in the summer solstice, in the Southern Hemisphere, it will be the longest day of the year, the shortest night. We flip our seasons, and I'm not going to be a hemispherist. Even though I live in the Northern Hemisphere and I live on the West Coast in the United States, I will recognize you, my friends down under, because we have you from all over the world. 
We have people who are from South America, Africa, the Indian Ocean, parts of Southeast Asia, Australia, and New Zealand who listen to this podcast. So to you, happy summer solstice. To all of our friends in the Northern Hemisphere, happy winter solstice, December 21st. Now, it'll be December 22nd in a lot of those places I mentioned. Okay, so if you're in the Eastern Hemisphere of the globe, it'll be the 22nd for you. And on the 22nd, on the Western Hemisphere, Mercury will slide into Sagittarius and we will finally have maybe some good news. Some, some, maybe finally we will get some good news, especially when it comes to international relations. There will be some movement made that should have happened a while ago because Mercury retrograde is sliding back into Sagittarius. We will have a glimmer of hope now. What puts us in that position? The day before. The day before. And actually, all the day of on the 21st, and when we're looking at the West Coast of the United States, because the moon will be in Aries most of the day, um, it slides into Taurus right before this solstice, which is, that's also good. That means the sun and the moon will be trying, which tells me that there's some good news on the way, but it's crunchy leading up to it. And it will get to a point where everybody is just like, are you kidding? Like, this cannot continue. <laughs> this is this is so egregious. It's beyond egregious. It passed egregious six egregiouses ago. Um, and it could be just that people are are done. You know, we're like, hey, enough. You know, um, I'll tell you where I see hope. I see hope in a way, you know, I'm 54. I've been an advocate for human rights. Um, since I was a teenager, really, and probably before that, you know, again, I've told my stories on here before, but very actively since, you know, high school and college back in the 80s and 90s. And I've never seen as large a percentage of the population be as pro-human rights as I've been seeing in recent years and especially in 2023. I know it's been a hard year. I know we've all been witness to un unfathomable uh, heinous events in ways we can't, it, it's hard to imagine that we're here after, you know, studying history and studying the, the past and understanding that these types of acts, the egregiousness of them is unconscionable and, and unnecessary. There's no, there's no necessity. And to see things excused as a necessity, I think has just put us all into a moral quandary, a moral crisis point. Um, it's really displayed the old playbook of dominance and control, the abuse narrative of, you know, hey, we told you, you looked at us sideways, we're gonna, we're gonna collectively punish everybody. And we're seeing that in many places. This obviously, um, 
we're seeing that in the Levant. But when we look at, you know, long-standing issues such as what's going on in Sudan, Sudan um, issues in Eritrea and Tigray um, and Ethiopia, issues in the Democratic Republic of Congo. These are ongoing. These are ongoing. The potential problems that we may see in Guyana, although there was some moves towards a diplomatic discussion between Venezuela and Guyana, um, which hopefully will bode well for the indigenous people in that area of land in Guyana. Um, we, we as a, a global community are connected in ways we were never able to be connected in centuries past. And we're able to know each other as human beings, not just political parties, not just uniforms and flags, not just ideologies and theologies, but to see each other as people who cry real tears, bleed real blood, have love in our heart, people who can laugh and sing and dance people who can mourn people who can you know it's more than just good guy bad guy we see the humanity in one another and I know I'm sorry this is my daughter's dog Oda the, that would be she's a miniature Australian shepherd and she's coming in to say hey mama you're getting serious I know you need love I know mama's gone I know my daughter is traveling I'll talk about that in a minute thank you sweetie you need to go sit down you don't get to be on the podcast. I, I really don't want to re-record. Thank you. She's a very talky dog, so we're just going to keep her here for a minute. Sweetie, thank you. You need to go lay down. All right, we'll come right back. All right. So that was an Oda break. She's sponsoring the podcast today. <laughs> uh, she's been my grand dog um, for 11 years. For 11 years. is pretty awesome. Love this girl. Anyway, um, we've all watched these things with horror. And yet I, I am uplifted in my spirit watching so many people come together and say, no, no, no. No, we're past this now. We need to do better than this. And it, it's it's heralding the Pluto and Aquarius age. You know, it's it's heralding that era coming. It's not the Aquarius age. It's the Pluto and Aquarius era where people really need to organize and band together and stand up for what is right for you, for me, for everybody. You know, where we stop looking at what divides us and find our common ground. And that includes seeing what makes us different from one another. You know, um, last Monday I was in the passport office with my daughter. I was, we had to go to downtown or it's the West side of LA, but we had to go down to LA to do an expedited passport. Long story. Don't want to go into it. Um, and these are pretty uncertain times. Now, remember my daughter, um, she's always been American because she's my daughter. 
but she was born abroad and she has a funny last name. She has um, a, it, it's it's an Arabic last name and it can be disconcerting when you have to deal with people in a post 9-11 world with that name. And so I went with, okay, just to make sure things went smooth because it, it gets nerve wracking. And when we got into the waiting room, there were a bunch of Muslim women in hijabs with children and the children were getting fussy. It's long waits in there. Although I have to say the, the staff at the federal building were really wonderful to everybody. They treated everybody with respect and kindness and that uplifted me. But the one thing I didn't expect, because we're not very tolerant of children in America, we're not tolerant of babies crying. And what are you supposed to do? You have to go get your documentation done, right? You have to get your passports done. And and what do you do when you have a child? You have to take them, right? Um, People were so kind and patient. People were understanding. Nobody was hostile to anyone wearing a hijab. Um, I think it's the kindest I've seen a diverse group of people be to Muslim people in America. Um, And it it made my heart happy to see that because there's no reason to treat anybody. I don't care what ethnicity they are, what race they are, what religion they are. It is not hard to be respectful. We can just be respectful of other people and just see their humanity. So what if you believe differently? Okay. So what? If you have a strong belief in your God or your goddess or your tenants, then you it should not phase you that someone else believes differently. If you need everybody to believe like you, then you have a weak faith. I said it. I said what I said. If you need people to agree with you, you have a weak faith, period. That's why I don't evangelize astrology. Hey, if you want to come listen to me, great. If you don't, that's fine too. I'm not here to convince anybody of anything. I don't need people to agree with it. I know what I know and I work with the information I work with, period. Period. If somebody says astrology isn't real, I'm not going to try to convince them it is. I'll be like, okay, then be gone. I Then we can't have a discussion because I'm not going to change my mind. And you obviously don't know enough about it to have an intelligent opinion. Period. Period. It's usually somebody who's like, you know, a lot younger with no academic background other than an astrophysics professor said, I'm like, ooh, great reference, bud. Why don't you go to Wikipedia? But anyway, I digress. But that's really the attitude we should take when somebody is like in our face about beliefs. We shouldn't need other people to concur. So we've got the uh, the solstice coming up. I was so rudely interrupted by the dog. Um, (laughs) You fast forward that part. Um... We've got the solstice coming up and the day before and the day of are going to be gritty because we have the moon in Aries squaring off with Pluto um, as it moves into the 29th degree. And I know so many people have you freaking out about the 29th degree of Capricorn. I made a video about that. And, uh, you know, people, people, first of all, there's a lot of people 
who talk about astrology don't know much about it. And that includes tarot readers and psychics and what have you. Um, most of them haven't studied astrology in depth. And if they have, they will speak on things differently than this. A lot of people are saying the cardinal signs are done in January. Like they've ended the cycle. It doesn't end until, um, until November, to be honest. You get a break from January to September. Okay. <laughs> That's Oda. <laughs> She's scratching her back if she can hear her. Oh my God, these dogs. Anyway, so um, from no, from January 20th until November 19, uh, September 1st of 2024, all the cardinal signs, especially those of us with late degree placements, we get a break. And then September 1st through November 19th, we have Pluto back at the 29th degree. A lot of the issues up on deck then will mirror what we're looking at starting this week until January 20th. So there's going to be a mirror. We're going to be revisiting that a little bit and we'll see maybe some reconciliation or um, like the end of the matter. Okay. Also happens to be going on you know, while well, Mars is in opposition with Pluto at the end of October next year. But uh, if you want to know more about that, you can you can grab the recording of the 2024 year ahead to our seminar. So these were all the things up on deck. Um, and it's going to be wild. So what do you do with the solstice? I like to set my intentions around it. You know, once once we get to the solstice at 7.45 p.m. Pacific, that's 10.45 p.m. Eastern, um, then the heavy breathing is Oda, and I'm trying to move her away from my mic. She's a bit of an attention hog. Anyway... Um, Malcolm's asleep. He's being good. But anyway, once we get to that, we've got the sun and moon in a trine. And it's kind of like a little present. It's really nice energy. Um, there's a solidity to that. And then we have on the 22nd, which would be the 23rd um, in the Eastern Hemisphere, we have Mercury slide into Sagittarius and there's there's a lot more hope. There's a lot more optimism. Um, diplomacy may start to take effect. We may see the pressure really having some results. It's already working, guys, but we may see that. And then, you know, even to people who aren't into current events, they may just notice the energy gets a little lighter, a little brighter. And, um, I think I told you guys like earlier, like when the month started, I keep having the Muppet Christmas, it wasn't the Christmas Carol, but it was like a Muppet Christmas show. We, we had the VSH to, uh, tape for my daughter when she was little. And it was like, you know, we need a little Christmas right this very minute. And, and not Christmas in a theological point of view, not as a religious ceremony, just more the secular version. Um, just the secular version, you know, where we need, we need a little levity. We need to take this break in the, <laughs> we need a little attention, um, says Oda. 
Um, we need, we need a soothing. We need, we need things. We need to know it's going to be okay. You know, cause right now I think a lot of people are waking up to the fact that things haven't been okay. And, you know, a lot of people were like, oh my God, I've been asleep. And no, you just didn't know. You were just ignorant because you were kept in the dark. You know, um, for some of us, like, I don't know that I would be as educated on it as I am if I hadn't left the country at 18. Yeah, we've got the internet, but, you know, that doesn't mean you're going to find everything. You have to, like, go specifically look stuff up, you know? So, you know now. You know now. You know what your politicians, who they're beholden to. Um, you can go look that up at opensecrets.org. You know, there's a whole lot of people they're beholden to. Um, don't beat yourself up for not knowing, you know. <laughs> you might want to look at how they treat our water supply um, and what they let Lockheed Martin get away with. Um there's all kinds of things you could wake up to and go, oh my God. What I like is, is I'm seeing a shared humanity. I'm seeing a shared humanity. Even if we all feel a little powerless, that's how they want us to feel, guys. Grab hope where you can find it. Remember, hope is our currency, especially as we move through 2024. It's going to be very fast-paced energy until the fall, and then it's going to feel very timey-wimey, weird moving in drool. Um, all right, I need to see what this dog wants. So I'm gonna I'm gonna move us into patron shoutouts next. And then we'll do the interview where we were like the Brady Bench, and you can watch that on my Patreon. And then um, we'll talk a little bit about why hope and why we need to look at things with a more positive, proactive mindset versus, you know, leaning into so-called realism. And so we'll do that after the interview and we'll leave you with some things you can do to keep your focus as we move through the next couple of days as we head towards the winter solstice well here in the northern hemisphere i was doing so good i was trying not to be a hemispherist as we move towards the solstice on the 21st all right let's do some patron shout outs All right, my friends, I want to thank you for an amazing year. We're not done yet. We're not done yet. But without you, there is no me. And I want to thank each and every one of my patrons for sponsoring this podcast. Um, talk about belief. Thank you. And I know it's been kind of crazy this month between the move and trying to get my daughter she landed she's landed she's safe she's sound she's with her uncle um getting her back to the seychelles well to the seychelles for the first time because that's where her grandmother came from she has just like a, it's a very small country they only have a hundred thousand people there um getting there is a journey and a half but her grandmother was from there she has uncles and cousins and extended family it's 
it's an amazing space. So I'll be sharing pictures of her trip as she sends them. Um, this is something we've been working on uh, for <laughs> decades, actually, at this point. So finally, finally, she gets to go and have a part of herself restored. She was very close to her grandmother. And sadly, her grandma passed away in 2004. And um, she was always very supportive of me as a mother and loved that child to the moon and back. And so I can feel how happy Augustine is at knowing her girl is finally home. So thank you for your patience with me because it's been a hell of a ride the last couple of weeks. So a uh, big shout out to Zolma, Ashley, Kim, Anita, Lindsay, Jessica, Dora, Denise, Myra, California, Roberta, Andy, Jamie, Johanna or Johanna, Stephanie, could be also Joanna, Lex, Holly, Taylor, Catherine, Melissa, Robert, Maggie, Alexa, Anna, Crystal, Patty, Lilac, Kate, Kesey, Evelyn, Donna Marie, Janet, Vince, Star Moon, Risa, Maya, Tracy, Thomas, Tony, Colleen, Melissa, Alyssa, Diana, Kathy, and Katie. Hey guys, we're going to have our annual solstice party a couple of days ahead of the solstice we're going to do it on the 19th that's a tuesday we're going to do it on tuesday the 19th you can check your crunch report for that information um we're going to meet in the discord i haven't set up the event i think i'll ask jennifer to do that um I'll, I'll put some instructions, but think of it like you were going to make a collage or a vision board. Some people do them digitally. I really, really suggest doing it physically. This does not have to be a work of art. You can just write letters and words, you know, you know, it, it's up to you how you do it. It doesn't have to be perfect. It's about being clear about your intentions. And I always do a little guided activity on that every year or actually every solstice. We set intentions for the next six months. I like setting intentions more than I like resolutions. So we're going to we're going to grab that energy going to grab that energy and go. Um, yeah. So I may not have all my supplies with me. I'm going to have to see what I've got. I may have to run to the store or something. Um, cause I haven't been able to get back down to my other place to finish up because it's been wild and crazy while I've been dealing with the approach of Pluto to the opposition of my son. I think I've died to myself a couple of times in the last two weeks and it's all been for the better but woof doggy it's been intense um it's been intense not not the worst Pluto transit I've lived through by any means but certainly I kind of feel like I'm in a final exam of sorts you know because I don't I don't have another biggie for about 20 some years after this which <laughs> I'll take it <laughs> It's been 54 of constant intensity. So I, I don't know what life will be like once we're done with Pluto and Capricorn in November of 2024. 
but we get a nice long break January 20th through September 1st I'll take that too and I bet any of you with late cardinal placements and that's Aries Cancer Libra and Capricorn from about honestly it's most intense for the people from like like 25 degrees to 29 degrees right now um Everybody else should have pretty much completed. You may, if you've got like 20 degrees to 25 degrees, it might be a little echo. Um, but it's not as intense as it was. And you probably feel that. But um, we're, we're all looking forward to a little bit of break. And if you're, if you're a fixed sign, don't worry about it. it it's going to be a very different experience. It doesn't mean you won't have big changes. It's, it's just a different kind of energy coming in. So, um, in my experience, I've lived through, you know, I don't remember a lot of Pluto and Virgo. I remember a little because my brother came, or my mom was pregnant when, she, when Pluto was at the end of Virgo. And my brother showed up with Pluto moving into Libra. And, uh, I remember a lot of Pluto and Libra, and it was it it was a different kind of energy than Pluto and Scorpio. It was a little. It, it's not that it, the, the intensity, the flavor changes. Kind of like if like I'm going to use like bourbon as an example. There's lots of different kinds of bourbon. It's all bourbon, but there's different kind of intensities of flavors or chocolate, right? You can different kinds of flavors to the cacao. Same with Pluto. So Pluto and Aquarius, it's certainly going to be an interesting time. It's certainly going to be interesting is one of the key words I would give it. And there will be an intensity, but it'll be very, very different, different kind of restructuring. So we'll just all take a deep breath and, and just enjoy the change. All right, let's get on with the interviews with our wind up for the year. It was a great conversation. You can see the whole thing on my Patreon. I made it a free post. Um, you can join the Patreon as a free member. I haven't been posting a lot of free posts lately just because my life is crazy and I'm just trying to keep up with my obligations to my paying patrons. Um, trying. Hold tight. Uh, this has been a wild year. So, but uh, I think I think you'll enjoy it. So, as we get going forward into 2024, lots of good plans. All right, enjoy the interview. Well, guys, we're at the end of the year. How you doing? Happy. There's a lot of silence there. I am. It's been a long year. Yeah, it has been. It's been a year, and I am truly grateful to say goodbye (laughs) and hello to to 2024. I had a good year. I had I had a pretty good year. This year was not my worst. Not even bad in comparison to others. Um, yeah, yeah, a lot of growth this year. It was good. It was good. That's big. You did have yeah. a lot of growth this year. I did. What are you most yeah. proud of? What am I most proud of? Oh, grabbing Pluto by the you know what in my second house and making that work. Um, you did too. Yeah, it's um, 
a lot of transformation happening in in a lot of second house themes and I'm really beginning to see that come to life and seeing the magic of Pluto and that's been really refreshing. It's been trying my moon for a long time, so um lot lot of regeneration happening upstairs here. So it's it's good. I really I really I feel like I've come leaps and bounds since this time last year. Awesome. You have. You have your Thanks. Own life. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. The public hasn't met Kathy a whole lot. You know, I'm Kathy just kinda hanging is, out. <laughs> no. Kathy is a very important person in my world. She's part of my inner circle and has kept my shit together for me <laughs> um and is an amazing moderator and keeps the social side of the discord really going she keeps an eye on things but also keeps people interacting in fun ways and i need that because i i don't always have the time so and she's also a fine astrologer in the making and will be joining the apprentices when she's ready which I'm pulling everybody in 2024. All these guys are going to be doing things they're not ready for. Yeah. What do you think about that, Tracy? What do you think about being ready? It is that has been the theme of my last quarter is get ready. Mm-hmm. And so it has been all about like putting, you know, systems, automations in place. And for those out there that aren't running businesses or doing anything, it can be just as simple as like, get your closet organized. How about that? Come up with a new mm-hmm. system in your home that works. Maybe a new work life balance schedule. Um, if you find out what that is, pass it along to me because they've been quite mysterious for a long time <laughs> <laughs> and aloof. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it I, has been all about you reorganizing way too much this year in my life. I've been like, at some points, I even had thoughts like, did I go into an alternate reality and this is a joke and like, I'm supposed to figure out like that I'm really in an alternate reality. <laughs> there was a lot of that this year because reality has been deconstructing. Yeah. What do you think about it, Seth? How's your year? You're ending it on a high note. Yo, um, I am so appreciative of this year. It has been a year full of huge transformations, massive cycles ending, and this time period, because I'm a grand fine fire, uh, Sag, Moon, Aries, um, Sun, Leo Rising, game time i'm just really happy to be here and shine and share and continue pushing along doing it yeah that new moon was right on your moon mm. you're just <laughs> i'm coming up that's the song in my head for you there you go so if you guys miss us interview it's up on my youtube and it was last week as well tracy was the week before i love having my friends on miss carrie Wilson was going to be here, but I was running late and she had something to do. So she's not here with us, but I'll still put her links because we love supporting our friends here on the podcast. So we also have what used to the formerly known as the Astro Pancakes, who are a full, full breakfast at this point. They've got the eggs, your choice of sausage or bacon. You could have turkey bacon <laughs> if you don't do pork bacon. Um, they have hash browns on the side. They're, they're just, they're, they're a lot. 
Okay. Um, it's a joke for people who don't have humor. Well, too bad. <laughs> so pancakes, actually full breakfasts. I think I'll always call you my pancakes, but um, they Casey and Jennifer and Mackenzie are absolutely amazing astrologers yes, and they, they have more are. time under their belts reading natal charts than most people ever get as beginning professionals. Right? They didn't know that, but I informed them of that. Because you guys are all well past 50. Ooh. So, and well studied. And Jennifer's been my TA. So, Jennifer, since you tend to be the most quiet, I'm going to make you talk. Okay, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Let's do this. <laughs> How was it being a TA this year? It was so fun. I love teaching and speaking to my students and having those conversations with people. Um, helping people understand more deeply, like, the magic of astrology. Um, and how you can use that in your own life to kind of like take control. <laughs> you can kind of like yeah. find better ways to operate through the world, ways to make yourself more comfortable. Um, exactly. Like how to like soothe yourself and give yourself what you want. Like a lot of times we're trained through just life experiences, like kind of can get um, lost into what actually makes us happy with all these stories we get told. So that's my favorite thing is talking to my students and having those epiphanies with them. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. So Jennifer was the TA in the natal chart foundations class that went on. For, it was a 14 week class and I got nothing but major compliments about you holding office hours and how you explain the astrology. And um, so much so that I have full confidence in you teaching natal chart foundations um, coming up in 2024. And we'll have that up and listed. Uh, Jennifer will be using my curriculum and will be showing up. I'll probably pop in for an office hour or so, you know, just come in and say howdy. Um, not to check in on Jennifer because, but because I know people are going to want to see the worry, but um, I personally don't feel like I need to show up because I can trust Jennifer fully and that's a big deal. So thank you. I love being a teacher. It shows. <laughs> it's so great. Very good. Yeah. You have an amazing, amazing way of walking people through understanding some very complex subject matter. So you're very good. It pays to be a nerd. High five. Yeah, that's always been me. I've always been the one helping people with their homework and like mm -hmm. trying to get these big concepts that I have in my head. How can I make this other person understand? Because we all have different languages we speak. And um, mm -hmm. yeah, sometimes some teachers don't explain it the way that you can hear it. So it's nice to like have those conversations even just with your fellow students. So that's why I, I really like having our office hours. It's the fav my favorite part of the week and I'm excited that we're getting back to it. I love it. Yeah. It's been, it's, 
it's been a little crunchy. So oh yeah, I need I need some fun back. So (laughs) it's time. It's time, (laughs) Mackenzie. You've been going through your Saturn return. Yes, it's exact in February. So Mm -hmm. I'm kind of excited just to like you know from an astrologer's point of view, just to see like what it feels like, you know, um, mm-hmm. I've read lots of books and like, I've heard lots of experiences. So, you know, every experience is unique and, um, mm-hmm. yeah, so it'll be interesting. <laughs> I'd love that. Well, you have done a lot of professional development and skill building this year. Talk about it a little bit with us. What have you done this year besides read a lot of charts? Yeah, I've definitely. Holy crap. I know. I I just really love natal astrology and just like reading birth charts. Um, you know, I it's not that I didn't believe you, but like um, it's like you learn so much from just every reading and when I started doing those um those natal chart readings, I was like, just like, I was very like nervous at first. And so, um, as I got more comfortable and, um, started reading more charts and, um, asking like better questions, I think in readings, I think that's when I started Mm -hmm. to ease into it and have more confidence. And, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, it's been really fun and I love getting to know people. And so it's kind of like a nice, I don't know, like, in between the the chart. I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. The learning to ask good questions because um, that's how we determine which way the energy is, is expressing in the chart. And so a lot of times people come to us hearing what they hear about psychic readings where you don't feed the reader. Now I don't want to hear your whole life story before the reading starts. I don't, I don't need that. But you do talk to an astrologer a little bit. We'll ask questions because we're determining. So mm-hmm. Mackenzie, you, you pointing out when I learned to ask better questions, the, the things got better and I got more confident. And the only way you learn that is by doing it. There's mm-hmm. no right time to start mm-hmm. once you've had training. Yeah. You know, so, all right. I'm going to go to Casey. Casey, you've been knocking it out of the park doing things that's that are outside the comfort zone. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Speaking of Pluto, I've had Pluto. It's currently in a separating square with my Venus. And yeah, it's been really interesting. Uh, this year has been a lot. I spent five months on strike. So that was uh, something. And that, you know, baby's first strike was really a perspective shifter, you know, and it's not unheard of in this industry, but it was my first experience being on the picket lines and knowing that where we are with Pluto leaving Capricorn soon, seeing the way that the industry is changing. And also, you know, in the past few years, I've had this other thing that I've come to love, which is astrology. So this is the year I really related to what Tracy was saying, feeling like you're preparing for 2024 this was post strike was pretty much that for me. It's been like, I'm trying to set myself up to be able to offer people more information and do it in different ways, do it in fun ways and really take 
agency over my creativity in a way that I haven't done in a long time, right? Because I've been in this industry that kind of chews you up and spits you out, you know? So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. reflecting on that, I've made a lot of changes in my mentality and literally how I'm making money now. Um, That has been a Mm -hmm. huge transformation and just my relationship with money and my sense of faith that, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. despite obstacles that I always end up taking care of. I always end up in a good spot. And so really trusting that as I move forward has been really powerful. Like I can't even describe like what a different place that I'm in than I was a few years ago. So it's been a big year for that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You just really (laughs) described that Pluto square Venus so beautifully in your experiences. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was screaming Pluto square Venus of, well, I'm going to switch. It's this been up. screaming. Wow, my values transformed. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> We're all at the point of uncle, uncle. <laughs> yeah. December 17th, guys. I, know. <laughs> I never have to deal with Pluto exactly opposite my freaking son again. Ooh. Hell yeah. It's not the worst. It's not the worst one, but oof, it's it's been intense. Sad. Yeah. Yeah. Save the best for last, my little Leonine rising friend. Aww. So, well, how have you grown this year? You've done amazing. You've come strength to strength, dude. Thank you. Um, how have I grown this year? Um, gosh, a lot. Um, all right, one, I've grown, and as an individual in my heart, I, my self-worth, my self-love, my self-confidence, and my self-respect has skyrocketed dramatically because, well, I, everything just shifted and I'm basically just like, okay, I hit rock bottom. I'm done. I'm done playing hard. Let's stop now. I'm done. Mm-hmm. And then I just, just got, because like with me, it's like, it's like, I'll take a take until like, I like just like, ah! And then, like, I just, like, cold turkey and just, like, we're done here and, like, move on. Mm -hmm. So I literally Mm -hmm. hit rock bottom on a lot of levels of an emotional level, um, on an intellectual level combined with emotional because I have, I basically, like, closed a cycle of a seven-year cycle of deep, deep, deep lack of abundance mentality. Like, Mm -hmm. and it literally just closed, um, ended about... Uh, early October, actually, this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. I truly, it's it's funny. Like, I always say our thoughts create our reality, not the way, other way around. And then mm-hmm. literally something happens in your life and you realize, oh, wait, that's correct. And I just shifted that mentality towards abundance. So instead of literally mm-hmm. thinking of thoughts that don't bring me joy, mm-hmm. I'm thinking of things that bring me joy, that bring me mm-hmm. happiness. Um, mm-hmm. for example, as we're talking in this podcast in my head, I'm, when I'm not talking, I'm literally saying I have an abundance of candle sales. I have an abundance of candle sales and happy customers from all over the world. And I'm just saying this in my head, just creating this positive momentum, you know, putting that vibrations of thoughts into that bank. When it reaches that sexy, awesome, critical mass, you get those results, which are always happening nonstop because we're always thinking about something. And, um, I'm really happy to be here. And I'm really happy to allow myself to shine and share from my heart, my candles and what I do and what I'm meant to do here. And Lori, thank you so much um, for being my friend as well as a magical um, colleague. You've, you've dramatically 
increased the quality of my life. And by doing that, you've also increased the blessings of all people around the world. Lori was the one who um, encouraged me to go on TikTok when I was so self-conscious to literally like not even be seen. So, um, yeah, thank you. And um, thank you all for being here and doing what you all do as well for my heart. I love you, Seth. <laughs> love you too. And actually I lied. Best the best for last. So we had the Leo best Leo rising best for last. He's an Aries with a Sag moon. We're going to bring on my fellow uh Scorpio rising. Tracy, what what are you most proud of that you did this year? Where where have you come through? Oh lord, Lori, that is a big question. Where have I come through? <laughs> um you know, I honestly just Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I still have like a Pluto Mercury uh, square dealing with until like January. Um, which January definitely... 20th and that'll be done. Oh my God. It's been, well, it's been a, kind of. you know, um, whoo. I mean, to say Pluto has been on my mind. <laughs> Or on your ass, one or the other, you know. I mean, both of them. I'm like, bro. <laughs> it's like, no. I yeah. am. I'm it's like, heavy. It's I heavy. am. I'm like, can we talk about some boundaries here? Can we have a conversation, <laughs> Pluto? Um, well, but... yeah. You don't get to give Pluto boundaries. I know. You have to hand them your. I had an episode last night. It's been. It's been a bit, including an Pluto almost to me is a planet of Well, surrender. I was electrocuted, so. Oh, no. Were you really? Yeah, no, but yeah, I really was. My arms did this. <laughs> it was funny in <laughs> retrospect. Um, that was the night before last. But, um, oh, no. Yeah. From a no, stove that was year. not on. But anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it is. Yeah. It, I mean, Pluto has been intense um throughout my chart this this whole year Mm -hmm. um you know it has been literally about the whole year has been nothing but like scorpionic transformation Mm -hmm. and it has been the the fire has been intense and but it has come out some real i mean like uh family secrets got revealed that out family mysteries got revealed that I was like, well, doesn't this just make a whole lot of freaking sense with these pieces of this puzzle? I mean, and, and it came about through, you know, plant medicine ceremonies, which are, they are fascinating within, within themselves. And Mm -hmm. they also were a part, a large part of my, my own personal growth and connection with myself and with spirit And with the divine, but, you know, coming out on the end of it, I was also having major health issues and, and Mm -hmm. challenges. And I came out of that and that was all connected with family mysteries. And it just was, Mm -hmm. it was, it was a year of discovery. That's what I think Mm -hmm. would, would put it accurately. And Mm -hmm. I am, even though I know, you know, just because the, the calendar year flips over to 2024, it's not like, you know, magic just happens. You have to, you know, happen with magic, but I will be grateful to be able to at least, you know, logically start a new calendar year, 
fresh with some good perspectives moving forward with some projects that I just have been dying to get out to the public. Right. Right. And you should be able to, once Pluto moves into Aquarius, at least until September 1st. And then from September 1st to November 19th, Pluto is dipped back into Capricorn for one last hurrah. It should be rather spectacular. But we're not going to talk about that or think about that too much right now. We're going to think about the relief we get in January, those of us who have the late cardinal placements, which is, of course, the Aries, Libra, Cancer, and Capricorn. So those of us who have those late, you know, born late in the sign or have planets late in the sign, and all of us nodding our heads, all have them. The astrology crew and Tracy and Seth, but Seth... Actually, he's an early Aries. He's not a late Aries. So he had his, his stuff with Pluto long, long back and um, survived to tell the tale. So um, That is real. Pluto's tagline, yeah. survive to tell the tale. Survive to tell. I honest, Pluto actually isn't the one dragging us. I really believe Pluto is what saves us. And I look that back on a lifetime of Pluto transits, and I really firmly believe that I wouldn't be alive if Pluto hadn't been involved in those transits. Um, it could feel like it's Pluto making it happen, but it's not. And last night I, I had just because Pluto's literally like four minutes away now from being exact opposite my son. And you'd be like, oh, it's close enough for Hershey's and hand greetings. No, no. you feel every single minute as it's like (sniffs) I had a really intense moment last night and probably scared the mods because I wrote exactly the thoughts that were in my head and they weren't pretty they weren't pretty you know it was there's too much pressure I can't take this I shouldn't have made these decisions I'm on my knees. I can't that you don't ever hear that out of me. Right. I've lived through some ish. So for me to get into the holy shit, oh, that resistance level, they're like, ooh, <laughs> it was really quiet. And I was like, I'm, and then I said, I give up. I'm going to go take a shower because I knew that was the only way you have to release. You have to let go. You have to surrender that you said that, Tracy, surrendering in. And literally, if you think of like, if we're going to use Hades as the metaphor, you have the ferryman. And you got to pay that ferryman to work with Pluto. And what you're paying with is your fear. You are handing over your fear. You are handing over your insecurity. You are handing over your self-doubt you are handing over that is the alchemy you are taking and it is painful because it is attached to you at a cellular level this started when you were little it could have started generationally this could be and you open up and it's like on a beautiful level a less gritty metaphor would be a beautiful fabergé egg that unfolds and there's a beautiful ballerina in the center once you're done with pluto while you're going through it it feels like you're walking through mordor and fighting balrogs um and we've all been doing that to some degree yes you know so it's almost for those and and now if you are 
a fixed sign, folks, or have fixed signs, I don't think it's going to feel the same way as when Pluto was, you know, has been in Capricorn. There'll be pressure, but it's a different energy quality. It doesn't mean it's going to be skipped to the loo, my darling. There'll still be big transformations, but they'll be a little different. Just because I remember when Pluto went over my Scorpio ascendant, and I remember when Pluto was on my Sagittarius Mars. It was Pluto, but the intensity was different. So don't let people freak you out. But you do come out better. No, you do. And you know what? I'll I'll tell a quick story about how you can't make this stuff up. So, <laughs> you know, I learned a long time ago, my first mentor, Elaine Ireland, she told me, she goes, being psychic will not get you out of trouble in your life. Okay. It doesn't mm-hmm. save you from trouble. Nothing. And, you know, going through some, some, you know, the muck and the more, I was like, mm-hmm. okay, spirit, what's going on here? And how do, how do I get through this? And what's my next best step? And it was surrender. You're not the only one who has to do things here. You have a partner in spirit, surrender, surrender. So this morning I was like, are you freaking kidding me? So I did a whole meditation where I saw all of my fear, all of my insecurities, all of my doubts as like huge soot filled black balls. Mm-hmm. And they were all on top of me. And I just named them one by one. And I turned them over to a power greater than myself and just felt yeah. the lightness and felt like naming, you know, you name the mm-hmm. thing that is haunting you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's and beautiful. turn it over. Cause I was like, I re- I was like, I don't know what else to do. Here we go. Mm-hmm. 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 That's, that's a very Plutonian theme is there's nowhere to go. You can't go under it. Can't go around it. You can't go over it. You got to go through it and you have to release the things that are holding you back. And again, we get to a point where you're, I give up, I give up. I can't, I can't do it. Um, that's what I said. I can't, but you can, yeah. because I, I literally was like, there is nowhere for me to go. Like, right. Yeah. So we'll see what type yeah. of miracles come in. I don't know. Congratulations. It, well, always. Yeah, exactly. There. It, what kind of miracles are coming in? Exactly. Expect that stuff, guys. I thought it was cool. You mentioned that your mentor said um, being psychic isn't going to get you out of the mess and the muck. It's the same, I always say, you're not immune to transits if you're an astrologer. And I think sometimes we're right. looking for that way out. Um, and we go to metaphysics trying to find some kind of power that we don't feel like we have. If we can find that crystal or that bit of knowledge yeah. or that one secret. And sometimes you, we kind of know too much. Anybody have know that one you you maybe the mm-hmm. transits you know too much about them or you know too much about the energy work or yeah mm-hmm. that was my whole childhood i knew too so. much no <laughs> right oh my god yeah so so fun stuff we've been working on the magazine the awake space astrology magazine it started out as like a way to do my horoscopes so i wasn't doing them every other day because unlike the horoscopes you guys see in like blog posts where they just hammer them out every day 
a those are not always accurate but b they're they're very general and and they're most times just fluffing it when i write them as the astrologers have found out um you're switching a lot of mental gears it's like driving a stick shift with a clutch and everything and you're thinking of all the transits possible and then translating Mm -hmm. that into easily understood action steps or information so the astrologers including kathy are helping on that end we're all taking turns and writing articles and um so what do you guys feel about that i'll be taking articles from like my friends too if they want to write something about like metaphysics and yeah we'll have a submission process because i've run publications so we can do that um but kathy i know you're excited about this project so is my phone apparently you guys went flying yeah i'm excited i keep hurting myself i like all these dumb acts it's very mercury retrograde um but yeah i'm very excited um i've never had anywhere to just kind of like freestyle it like just random topics about Mm -hmm. astrology and now Mm -hmm. i have a place for that so Mm -hmm. me and my little gemini moon here my little baby zero gemini moon we've got some we've got some ideas rattling around in our head i have a whole list of stuff so i'm excited to pick something for next month Ooh, I'm excited. Now you came to me and said, hey, I'm really good at explaining like the very basic, basic beginning stuff to people who really don't understand their chart. And can I address baby, that? Baby, baby. Talk yeah. about, yeah, talk about that, like why you love that. Because I, I love that you love that. Because that's not I, easy to do after a while. No, it's not. And I, um... I kind of started to correlate it. Maybe it's because I have such a strong background in customer service. (laughs) So I Mm -hmm. can kind of break things down. You know what I mean? Um, But Mm -hmm. I find a lot of it is taking what we see in the chart or on the chart, if you will, looking at it and applying that to, okay, what's out there in the sky. And I think once people make that connection, that's when things start clicking. Like, okay. Um, the rising sign, for example, the ascendant. Mm-hmm. We know it's important. We know it's part of our big three, but I, I, I do believe a lot of people don't know exactly what it is. Well, it's your mm-hmm. rising sign. Well, the rising sign, it's called the rising sign because it's the zodiac constellation that was on the horizon, that was rising on the horizon at the time of your birth. That's fucking cool, right? You know, so that that's what makes it your rising sign. So, you know, when people get that, it's like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you were born, the moon was in the constellation of Gemini because each zodiac sign, there's a constellation for it in the sky and the planet being there. So I feel like once we begin to connect those dots, everything else begins to fall together a little bit easier. So that's kind of the method I take when I'm help them break it down for people i love that yeah i see jen's head going yeah yeah yeah." (laughs) jen's excited (laughs) so yeah that's that's where i start i love that jen and i were kind of talking about that last night Uh, were you while i was sleeping 
while yeah. you were sleeping. <laughs> we always talk about you when you're asleep. That's why you dream of us. <laughs> How do you know? Oh, that's right. I'm in a room full of psychics. <sighs> but yeah. So, so actually, Mackenzie, I'm picking up on you. So, <laughs> you did. We talked about your mediumship training with Carrie, Ooh. and you've also been doing the tarot. How has that contributed? to your reading charts like with people oh man um well you know all things are connected and um i feel like they kind of parallel each other like any issues that you're having in life like it'll show up in like your mediumship reading or like your astrology readings um and tracy i bet you can vouch for that as well um but yeah so like I think one thing that Carrie always tells me is to get out of my own way and spit it out. And so a lot of times when I'm doing like my astrology notes for readings, um, I don't, I like second guess myself a lot. And so I don't trust those first intuitive. Do you still still (laughs) second guess yourself, Mackenzie? I do. I have a lot of mercurial energy in my own chart and so I'm constantly like I don't know I'm learning to trust myself more and I think um with Saturn being in Pisces I think it's part of that um and maybe after my Saturn return I'll I'll feel more sure of myself um we'll see but um yeah so it's kind of like not second guessing myself and just kind of like trusting that intuition and trusting my first Mm -hmm. initial like feeling that I get and um even like paralleling like in life, I guess um, I'm more of a mm-hmm. quiet, shy person. And so I'm working on, you know, getting out of my shell a little bit, <laughs> but yeah, it's, okay. it's been great. <laughs> we love when you come out of the shell. It's the best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I'm trying. It's yes, so it is. When I see you don't, on don't. TikTok, I'm like, Oh my God, is that Mackenzie or is that Casey? <laughs> Really, oh. the twins. I love it. It's twins. a privilege to see her out of the shell. Oh, yes. Mackenzie's a lot really of fun. Is. Mackenzie's a lot of fun. I'm blushing. Mackenzie is wickedly now. funny. Wickedly, wickedly funny. funny. And quick. Oh, oh she swoops in with the funniest shit. <laughs> Meme yes. queen. Yeah, she's. It's oh, like man. it's like a quick draw with the memes. She is like yeah. on it. She will always win. She will always win. <laughs> yeah. She will always win with for real. Oh god, so yeah. nice. The mean queen. Oh, but yeah, and I am. I'm trying to go on TikTok more and like post more TikToks I, and um I'm not we'll I'm trying not to like second guess. You. Yeah. I'm trying not to second guess my astrology knowledge. I guess. Um. Yeah. And you got a good platform with TikTok. I mean, TikTok blows up for a lot of astrologers who play regularly. Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be consistent. But yeah. Yeah. Hey, we'll try that. Um, yeah. In regards to second guessing yourself, I used to second guess myself a while ago. And um, one thing that I realized on the other side, of the second guessing is I realized, oh my God, 
I made so much freaking extra work for myself when the answer was just right there. Oh my god, so true. So, you know, I look back. And I, I I used to I look back and you see like like be hard on myself. Now I look back and be like, that's funny shit. It's like, <laughs> hey, you asked for right here. We're still here. So um, just keep pushing and it just gets better. That's what's up. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I love mm. that. That's a very good point. Totally. It's, it's double the work. Yeah. It is. It is. It is. You so some of the other cool stuff that's coming up is Casey started a podcast called Petty Astrology. And speaking <sighs> of dragging people out of their shells, she's got the Astro Gang on there. You just talked about Brittany. Tell us about it. I did. Ooh, yes. Brittany. So we... We decided to do a special bonus episode of Petty Astrology in anticipation of season two, which is also coming out soon. But I, Brittany had a, a memoir that she released in October and I really, I was not planning to read it. I didn't, you know, I didn't really think too much about it. And then um, it came up, it was for free on Spotify. And so I was like, actually, I, I really am going to listen to this right now and just check it out and see what she says. And I've always liked her music and um, kind of, you know, couldn't help but follow what has happened to her just because it has been, she's all over the media and always kind of has been. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I knew that Mackenzie was a fan and I figured that because of the subject matter that Jen would be interested in talking about the mental health aspect of it as well. And so I, I asked if they were interested in joining me for a conversation about her astrology and, so that's, that's kind of what started it. And um, I think we all have different connections to her and, you know, we relate to her in different ways and for different reasons. But, you know, anytime somebody paints a woman as crazy, I, I always have questions, you know what I mean? And so this was an investigation yep. for me. My Scorpio ass was like, I'm going to get to the bottom of all of this. And so it was <laughs> comparing all of these bits and pieces over the years of Brittany that I've gotten through just media, just being a person, you know, that pays attention to the world. It's hard to miss. And she's had some very mm -hmm. dramatic things happen to her. She, I remember when she finally was able to speak in court, she talked about the fact that her family wasn't allowing her to remove her IUD to have children, which, right. you know, it's remarkable the amount of control that, right. that they had on her. And so, you know, this is more to me than just, you know, a pop star's birth chart and she certainly is an amazing you know performer and there's that part of her as well but she's still a human being and you know i felt like it had a greater interest and that kind of dissecting it served a greater purpose than you know just talking about britney you know as people always do right like i wanted it mm -hmm. to be very centered on her humanity and uh, I think we were able to accomplish that. I'm very proud of what we have put together for it. And so I'm, I'm excited for season or episode two to come out and then, and then we're going to do another season. So. I love that. What did you guys yeah. think of doing it? It was so much fun. <laughs> yeah. I, Yeah to hear it directly from the person and we have an accurate birth time and like chart for them and to hear their perspective on what has happened through their life instead of just like what we see from the media. That's why it was like, Oh, 
this is great. This is perfect. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. these are things that I would be asking someone if we're in a reading and she's just like Mm -hmm. laying it out, like how Mm -hmm. she sees the world and um, just the way she talks about her life. It's like, Mm -hmm. wow. Um, Study. mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like such a different view than what you just see in the media about Mm -hmm. someone. Um, Like their inner life is so, can be so different than what you expect um, Mm -hmm. from what is shown. um, Cause that's a very curated image of someone and it's not who they are that's, on the deep inside. That's the 10th house, that curated mm-hmm. image. That yeah. is not your inner landscape. All right, my friends, I've been, been talking to you about pragmatism, how to surf this cosmic tide? Well, it's not with pessimism. It's not like, ah, oh, the world is shit. Everybody's heinous. They're doing these horrible things. We could look at it that way. We could look at it that way. And it would be really easy to kind of be sucked into a maelstrom of defeat. Take it from somebody who has lived a whole lot of Pluto. Where hope was in short supply if I relied on outer circumstances to find it from the time I was a very little child there was a lot of trauma going on and yet the world around me still inspired I've always been a philosopher. Blame it on my ninth house, Sun and Mercury. I think all astrologers are philosophers, if they're actual astrologers. Because we have to interpret the meaning of the symbols that are on these two-dimensional charts representing a multi-dimensional experience. Because consciousness is not static it is fluid in one day you can be in your most animalistic instincts because we are animals we do react we react out of fear very easily and really anger itself is based from fear we're moving into self-defense because we fear for our safety Some of the most horrible things that happen are stemmed out of fear, including greed. I've been working on the workbook for the Healing the Money Wound Using Astrology workbook that for the class that I taught, because I'm going to teach it again. And so if you've been waiting on the recording in the book, don't worry, it's coming. Um, I decided to be a little more prescriptive than I usually am because I usually run you through exercises that force you to be introspective. And that's in there. I will, I will force you to be introspective. But I realized that I have this privilege of being very comfortable being up in my head and considering things that most people don't think about. And that was my saving grace as even a small child. Thinking about the different possibilities and probabilities and what we now look at as timelines, I would have thought as potentials. What would happen if, what might happen 
if this happens and what might happen if that happens and what if this were true instead of that you know that's just how my brain works <laughs> it's an interesting it's an interesting mechanism upstairs and i realize you know not everybody thinks like that not everybody has the opportunity to think like that um i don't know that i had the training to think like that my parents were kind of normal well <laughs> kind of they were weird in other ways and abusive in many um but i lived in the library and i devoured books I devoured the philosophers and the thinkers and the wanderers and the wanderers and I asked a lot of questions and I didn't always get a lot of answers and I was thinking about a time like right around the time I found astrology it was about 6 months before I stumbled onto it or it stumbled into me And I was reading a book called "If You Meet the Buddha on the Road, Kill Him." It was by the same author that wrote the Art of Mo- the Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Mechanics. And it was a great book until the end. I kept thinking I was going to get this answer, you know, because my life was topsy turvy and nothing I did seemed to be working. And it seemed like the very ground under my feet seemed to fall away the minute I, I tried to catch. an edge it would fall just metaphorically but everything that mattered to me seemed to be going away and it didn't matter how deeply i loved how hard i fought for what i wanted and needed in my life it didn't matter like <laughs> it didn't matter it didn't matter how smart i was it didn't matter how talented i was it didn't matter how many hoops i jumped I did it all right. I did what they told me to do and nothing was working. Nothing I did. None of my actions was holding any weight at all. And in fact, it seemed almost like the harder I worked, the faster things fell apart and my reality was shattering. My concept of self was shattering. And so, I found this book in Bahrain and finding in- books in English wasn't easy back then you know I got really lucky to f- to find it at all and like, I found it used and I was reading through it just vociferously trying to get to an answer and at the very end of the book they're like the answers inside of you that was not a comfort it wasn't a comfort it's true by the way he was right by the way the answers were inside of me but at 25 in the midst of a pretty gnarly pluto transit um that i didn't know i was going through because i was ignorant of astrology um i threw the book across the room in a rage and i was like why would i have taken the time to read that book trying to find an answer for you to tell me i had the answer that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard of <sighs> That story's been up in my head for a while now, like about a year. And I've been very resistant to writing things where I give you the answers because I know the answers reside in you. Um 
I don't want to be the answer to everything. My experiences are my experiences. Your experiences are your experiences. We might share some of reality as a shared experience, but we may have very different realities. And I don't want to impose my ideas of what's right and wrong and true and moral and what I think is the best way to live life. I, I, I've so avoided being prescriptive because I believe everybody has an individual roadmap. So I try to spark curiosity and I try to offer learning opportunities and guidance and frameworks. And then I realized that for a great many people, the education that you got taught you to learn an answer to pass a test. And unless you were greatly fortunate to move outside of that system and learn to take risks intellectually, to move beyond needing to be right, but just to learn, to critically think and question, not to argue unnecessarily, but just to have discussions to come to a conclusion you were robbed of that experience and so I thought okay I'll be a little prescriptive it still forces self-reflection and it still allows for experimentation but I'm being a lot more prescriptive in this book that I'm writing how to Heal the Money Wound Using Astrology. It's the kind of book I wish I would have had when I was an advanced beginner or early intermediate, even moving towards advanced. Because one of the things, we've got a lot of beginning material and we've got a lot of advanced, well, not a lot, but there is advanced material out there. And it's hard to make that leap from beginner where you just finally understand the parts of the chart and and what it all kind of symbolizes in basic and then you jump to this advanced material there's very little in the middle and one of the best ways to move from advanced beginner early intermediate to a more advanced space as an astrologer is through practical application and we talked a little bit about that in our conversation about the practice the readings that the astrologers have done over the last two years and how that has helped them grow and foster their skills they've they've read many 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 hours worth of charts at this point i think they're closing in on almost 100 hours a couple of them um they're pushing that anyway and that's amazing for young astrologers to be in that position um, I know I didn't have that kind of time under my belt when I first got it st got started. You know, I had to market my. I was still learning the marketing side of it. You know, on everything else. So it's an honor and a pleasure to to be able to provide this framework for people to get their really running. You know, and um, when we do professional development, I'm, I'm creating cohorts of people. So I'll do it differently. Like, it's not going to be the same as with The Apprentices, but it'll still be really, really good. It'll still be more of what I wish I would have had as a young person. Just like writing these books, it's... It, and this ties into what I started this segment with, is one of the things when we're healing that wound, and I think it doesn't have to be a money wound, it could be any wound. 
if you're leaning in to the quote unquote realism, okay, the people who think they're being realistic, which nine, nine times out of 10, they're not being realistic. They're being pessimists. And pessimism is not synonymous with realistic. Reality is a wide spectrum. Okay. Reality is not just a pessimistic point of view. Good stuff happens. Good stuff happens every single day, but we're trained to look at the negative. So like I did this video on TikTok, trying to correct a lot of what um, the astrology has been on TikTok, where people are like, hey, if you got a cardinal sign, you know, it's over in January and it's not over in January. You get a break from January to September. It is over November 19th of 2024. Pluto will not be back in Capricorn in our lifetimes. Uh, probably at not our children's lifetimes and not our grandchildren's lifetimes. <laughs> okay. Great-grandchildren's lifetimes, sure. But not, not until then. It's going to be 250 years. Not Maybe not even our great-grandchildren. It could be our great-greats. So, with that, it means people were freaking out. People were freaking out. Instead of saying that we got a nine-month break, I put the dates in. They're like, no, I'm tired, I can't. And I said, hey, to one person, I was like, you'll make it, you'll be fine. You'll make it. And somebody came at me about positive you know, toxic positivity. And luckily I went and I looked at their profile because they're really young. And because my initial response was not patient nor kind. <laughs> but before I posted that video, I took a breath and, and stopped reacting and went, went, wait, how old are they? Because there's a big difference between toxic positivity and dooming someone because they were like, a lot of people break, a lot of people won't make it, and blah, blah, blah. <sighs> that might be true. But it's not the whole truth. It's not the whole truth. And how are you helping anyone by saying, well, the odds of you breaking up and not making it are pretty high. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I had that happen to me. I was 15 years old. Another Pluto transit. <laughs> and world-renowned experts, psychologists, world-renowned. They'd been on Oprah and everything. 1985, this was. Wasn't 16 yet. They told me that the abuse I'd been to, through was so severe that I was forever broken. I would never be whole. I would never be happy. I would do... They listed off... <laughs> a laundry list of things that made no sense to me that I'd be doing. Things that I didn't do then, didn't think about doing. And that I'd most likely end my own life by the time I was 30. I'm not going to say I hadn't considered it. But there's a huge difference between dark thoughts when you're tired and alone and hurting and actually acting on it. And I don't judge people who act on it. 
Life can be heavy sometimes. I only partly believe them because they had education beyond myself and they had experience beyond myself. But I did question them at the time. And I said, that doesn't make any sense. Like, it doesn't make any sense that I would be forever broken. If we only use a little bit of our brain, like they say, then what if I can access part of my brain and heal it? What it, what it, it's, it, things were done to me, but that does, why would that make me forever broken? I don't have a brain injury. Um, and they're like, oh, trauma, trauma breaks the brain. And I was like, but what if I can heal? Well, I can't believe our brains aren't designed to heal. It doesn't make any sense. And they called me naive and they told me I was dissociative and they told me I would never be okay. They doomed a 15 year old child. They doomed a 15 year old child to a life of misery out of being realistic. I was supposed to be realistic. Who does that? How do you think that's okay? Don't worry, I called them when I was about 40, 41. I got a hold of one of them. I said, hey, remember me? How many of your clients didn't make it because you doomed them with your words. Oh, I remember you. I still have nightmares about your case, she said. And I said, good, you should. Because you facilitated some of the greatest trauma outside of the abuse I've ever experienced. I hope you never sleep again. And in spite of you, I have reached zero clinical markers which means I had healed from PTSD and it's all associated disorders caused by trauma. Now, doesn't mean I'm not neurospicy. That's a whole nother story. But that, <clears throat> that was the best revenge. In my life experience, and this is just my life experience, and you can take it or leave it, the people who think they're being realistic by trying not to get your hopes up. Well, they are no more helpful than the people who get unrealistic hope up. Like saying, hey, it's over in January when it's not. And all those people going, oh, no, don't tell me that's true. And I'm like, hey, you've got a break from January to September. Use the hell out of that break and just get ready knowing there's going to be a two and a half month period, especially October of 2024, because Mars, like as we move to mid-October into the end of October, Mars will be opposing Pluto. That's intense stuff. That's intense. You know, and I've got people whining at me. Like, I know not everybody who watches my TikToks knows my chart, but I'm like, as you, they're like, I'm a cancer. What will I do? I'm a Capricorn. I'm like, Mars is going to be on my sun while Pluto is in a separated opposition. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be a hell of a time. I'll power up. I think we all just need to evolve like Pokemon. <laughs> 
So I get impatient because to me, astrology isn't just some fun little whimsical thing. It is, um, yeah. So it is life. It is life explained in ways I couldn't find any other answers. And I don't, you know, even with all the scientific advances, I still don't have any more reliable framework than astrology. And I try to explain it in ways that help us move forward to find a pragmatic view. Pragmatism is neither pessimism nor optimism. It is, it is true realism. It is accepting. I may not know everything, but I know how to learn. Right? So as we move through the next couple of days into the solstice, it might be a little crunchy. It might be a little intense. We might wonder if we should even celebrate anything. I'm going to ask you to look for the people banding together, demanding that we treat one another as humans. I'm going to ask you to look at the hope. I'm going to ask you to look for the silver linings because we honestly cannot afford to lose hope. There is a reason abusers take your feet out from under you. And the minute you have any little joy or any little happiness, they try to take it from you, right? Why do you think that is? Because without hope, there's only desperation. Without hope, they have control. When you're in fear and agony and pain, when you're hungry and tired and sleep deprived, when you're taken to your knees and you are vulnerable and exposed. They think they've won. So when they rob you of hope, they feel like they're in control. But the one thing I learned, I had no agency as a child. None. No child does. And there's been times in my adult life where I... My options were very limited. And uh, the one thing I learned, even as a little kid, they couldn't get inside my mind. And in my mind, I created stories. And there was hope. There were times I lost hope, but it was temporary. There's been a couple times in my life, and even in recent times, where hope was but a little tiny glimmer. Doesn't take much hope. Just takes a little spark. And if you can keep that alive, well, then you can move forward. So no matter what happens this week, no matter how bumpy and crunchy, 
begins. Take deep breaths. Look for the helpers. And look at how people are coming together in community because they are. Look at how people are supporting one another. Look at how people from different cultures and different countries are demanding that humans be seen as humans and treated with dignity and respect. Because that is indeed happening. And that gives me hope. It gives me hope in a way I didn't think I'd have it at this stage of the game. And things will be a little lighter and a little brighter after December 22nd. I promise. Well, I'll be talking to you next Monday, which is December 25th. I'll see what kind of magic I can bring to you. Um, Maybe I'll give a little history lesson on astrology and talk about things that help enliven us. It's been a long slog in 2023, but you're here. You made it through your worst days. And I'm honored that you've been tuning into the Awake Space Astrology Podcast and me, Lori Rivers. It's an honor to serve you and to have your trust. Thank you 